All right. What's up, everybody? My name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, and I'm coming to you live Facebook and live Instagram. Now, real quick, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, I got, I got gum in my mouth, so excuse me for, um, you know, I'm going to try to keep it in the back of my mouth, so I'm not chewing it as I talk to you guys, so that's, you know, that's rude, so try not to do that. But we're going to start off by talking about World Ventures, and we're going to have two topics that we're going to talk about, which is going to be being consistent. Now, I've had a podcast or a live stream on this before, but something happened to me yesterday with a friend, and so I wanted to bring it back because uh, it was just something that happened, and, and it was really funny, and she actually benefited from being consistent with a person, and she got what she wanted. So we're going to talk about that. The second topic is talking – or not talking – Having a connection with your bank, which happened to me today, a lot of different things with Dundee Investments has happened because I went to um, the bank, my personal ba uh, bank branch at Wells Fargo, and um, the one teller has helped me tremendously uh, with personal credit, uh, with business credit, with uh, anything related to the business because she's like a business consultant um, at the bank. So we're going to talk a, a lot about that. Because I've had a lot of a lot of things that happened to me today with the bank just by having a connection, by knowing one person there, then the next person, then you know I've been into the bank probably more times than the average person does with their personal accounts. So we'll talk about that. Then we'll talk about done deal investments, and then we'll wrap it up. So first, we're going to talk about world uh, world ventures. Now, um, world ventures is a company I just started signing up with. They consider it network marketing because anyone can sign up and do this. So if you're someone that's trying to look for maybe some extra income, maybe you're trying to just find um, something to get you, you know, more personable where you, you, you're kind of forced to go and talk to someone else, this is a great job and a great opportunity to travel more and make money on commission on traveling. So that's, that's really what this part of what I'm going to talk about is, uh, is related to. So world went World Ventures is a company that um, has different branches under them, but they control basically um, all like different areas. So the one that I'm going to be talking about is called Dream Trips. Now, Dream Trips is all about traveling at a fraction of the cost. And how you do this is basically you go and uh, you sign up a, a membership with them, which I'm not going to go like crazy deep. I'm just going to tell you how you get like the points how certain things work, and what's the overall goal in this because uh, it's it's a lot to go over. So um, I might do like – I have a lot of time since I'm off for the two weeks for my part-time job, so I'm going to work probably tomorrow on the presentation to put on the YouTube channel, and then I'm, I might go live on, uh, on socials and try to just maybe promote it a little bit. But the basics of World Ventures is um, you sign up with a membership. Now you then get access to trips. And that's going to be discounted price trips. From there, hang on, my dog's barking. Hey, guys, give me one sec. I'm going to close this door. I just want to close that door because uh, I think someone's coming home. So my dog's going crazy and that door's open. But so how World Ventures basically works is you once you pay for the membership, and there's platinum, gold, or actually I did that wrong. It's silver, gold, and then platinum. Uh, the three memberships are, obviously, they give you different things. Now, I'm not going to go over exactly what all of them are, only for the fact it's going to make this video, like, way out of, out of uh, 
like very lengthy. So I'm just giving you the basics and then from there you can contact me if you're interested and then I'll send you a presentation. So it'll, it'll explain everything. Uh, so once you pick that and you become a member, you'll get access to the thing I was talking to you about with Dream Trips. Now Dream Trips, it's gonna give you access to cruises at a discount, hotel rooms, car rentals, airfare, um, what other stuff I'm thinking about, trips. So let's say you wanted to go to Greece for five days and, um, and I think it's actually like five nights and four days. I think it's always like one less. But let's say you wanted to do that and originally if you had to go and do individual things, it was gonna cost you, let's say like almost a grand, right? Excuse me. On this, it's already going to be discounted. So let's say they're they're giving it to you for six hundred. So it's right there is already discounted at a like three hundred dollar discount. Then you get points, and we'll go into a whole different thing with the points. But you use the points to even get it lower. So let's say they're they're going to let you use three hundred of your points. Each point is worth one dollar. Now from six hundred, let's say they will let you use three hundred of your personal points. Now it's going to go down to a three hundred dollar trip. So now you're going to Greece for four nights and five days uh, for $300, which is like crazy. Now, there's a lot more that's going on that I, you know, it's going to take me forever to do it on this live stream, but the, I'm just giving you the basics and the gist of how, how this kind of works. So then there's that. Now, you're going to have to pay a monthly um, membership fee. But as you're doing this, then if you want, you can do a business part of it, which is what I'm doing right now to you guys, where I'm, I'm pitching you guys the, the product and the traveling and all that stuff. So now if you wanted to do like business part of it, you just pay them a small fee to get started. And then if you sign four people up, then you'll get um, the membership to travel at those discounts that I was telling you about for free. And then you just pay a business uh, side fee, which is like you're basically just paying your, your monthly dues to do business with World Ventures, which I think uh, it's like 10, 10 bucks or 15 bucks a month to do business for uh, World Ventures. So that's the cool part is if you wanted to sign up and try to get other people to sign up and make commissions as you travel, um, if you just sign up four people, then they'll give you the membership for free and then all you do is just do the business, you know, little monthly payment, which is nothing, like 10, 15 bucks. So that's that's one thing with the World Ventures. Now there's other things. I'm not gonna go too far into that. Um, eventually I'll make videos on the YouTube channel explaining all that stuff. I'll explain to you guys the points, um, which is just, if you're doing like month, let's say you have like a grocery list that you're trying to go through or you have bills that you're trying to pay. What's up, Edwin? You have bills you're trying to pay? You go through their marketplace, and as you're buying your regular stuff, that's where you're generating some of the points. Or if you're taking a trip, they'll give you points back for it. Now, there is like a small thing where if, um, let's say you're in silver, gold, or platinum, they'll, they'll shift the points differently. So let's say if you're in gold, which is like the middle one. What's up, Randy? Let's say you're in gold membership, which is the middle one. They'll give you like like 50% of your points back. And then I think like silver, which is lower is like 25% of your points back. I got to go and look at the thing, but that's how the point system is a little bit different is depending on your membership of the, the world travels or world ventures. I mean, um, so that's, the, I'll, I'll make a playlist. I'm actually going to probably work on that tomorrow to be honest with you. So we'll get that. I'll get that done. I'll put it onto the social medias that I have the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then uh, if you're on like like one of my personal contacts, I'm gonna end up sending that to just you know through my contacts on my phone, so that way people can see it. 
you'll get more understanding of how everything works and it'll be more detailed because it, it's, it really is when someone first explained it to me, I had no idea really what was going on. And the biggest problem with the business side is no one tells you anything really with the business. They just go, all right, sign four people up and then you'll get the membership for free. And no one really goes into detail about it. They just kind of go into the dream trips portion, but the business portion is where you want to be in also, cause that helps you get more points. It's how you get, um, you get that, get rid of that like membership part for the world, the, the dream trips. And that, that's something that's, like no one ever told me about when I was on there. So that's something I'm going to make for everyone. So that's, that's world ventures. It's just, you're using points, you're using, um, discounted trips already onto their site. And it's, if you got to look at it as like BJ Sam's club, um, and, and, uh, what's the other one? Uh, co uh, coasts, coasts. Yeah, I'm gonna sound like an idiot, but it, just think of BJ, BJ's and Sam's Club, uh, Costco's. There you go. It think of Costco's, BJ's, and Sam's Club. I know I rearranged all that stuff, but uh, Costco's just came. Or, yeah, it came in my mind. So as I was talking, so think of that. How that works? You go and pay a small membership, and then they'll they'll give you things in bulk at a half cost. So if you wanted to go get paper towels, I would prefer that you go to BJ's or Sam's Club or um, anything that doesn't expire soon. You know, it's got, it doesn't really have expiration date is when I would really go and buy things from BJ's, Sam's Club, um, and uh, Costco's. But think of it like that. Like you're paying them a small membership. You're Then you're going and paying for uh, paper towels in massive bulk. So let's say you're going to get 10 rolls in a bag for like three or five bucks. And originally it would cost you maybe like 12, maybe like 14 bucks to get that originally at a, at Publix or uh, some other place that isn't, you know, you're not paying a membership fee for. So that's basically the same idea just in traveling stance. So, you know, most people complain they don't have money to travel and everyone wants to go and travel, but this is a great way to do it and make money from your families, friends, people you run into, make some videos, um, and just promote it and then you just do a presentation and the presentation really isn't that bad uh, I've seen some pretty bad presentations on this, but um, that's why I want to make my own because it does you know I most people don't want the complicated stuff They want it to be very simple and they want to understand it and some people you know don't understand the complex stuff So that's why I want to make my own now. That's world ventures now We're gonna jump into the two topics right now. So the first one we're gonna talk about is being consistent now, I've already made a live stream on being consistent. I'm, I'm pretty positive on this. Um, the reason I'm doing it again is there was an incident that happened yesterday, which uh, happened with my friend, Ashma. Now, Ashma's joined these live streams before. Hopefully, she'll join this one and, and she'll hear the story. Because I told her, I said, after what I witnessed, I have to bring it to the live stream. Like, I have to. Like, it, it, was, it was funny. And it was great. It was, it was basically everything I said from consistency. So. The story is, we went to the this Apple store. Now, a little, little side story before that, uh, something happened with her brother's computer where uh, something with a sword, and the sword somehow went through the computer screen, all right? So it went through the computer screen, and she had, and it was like a brand new, like, it's way more fancier than, what's up, Matt? It's way more fancier than my computer. And uh, I think it was, she said it was worth like $1,800. The It was like a MacBook, MacBook Pro, but it was like a, it was a big ass screen. All right. So what happened, she said originally why she had to bring it in was 
uh, something happened with a sword and the sword went right through the, the screen and the back end of it. So we, so she took it to the Apple store and we had to go like 30 minutes to the Apple store or whatever. We get to the store and they go to give it to her and she works for Apple. So she gets discounted products. She gets, uh, you know, if she brings it in. Um, she, I think she actually works for the Apple care portion. So if you have like uh, any issues, like warranties, all that stuff, like she does that uh, for the Apple care part on the phone. So we go to the store or whatever, and they give her the stuff, and, she, and they're like, all right, it's going to be, I think it was like originally like 680 or something. It was like, it was expensive, like 680 bucks or 84 bucks or something like that. And she's like, oh, she's like, oh, shit. And she's like, all right, well, she's like, I work for Apple Care. I should get a, I think it's, I think she said 10, 10% discount. So they got her the 10% discount, and then she's like, all right, well, She's like, I know it's in an article um, in the handbook, in the article that you're supposed to then give me another 30% off because um, I'm trying to think of the article, like what the article said. It was something like employees get an extra 30% off for some reason. And I couldn't remember the reason. But so she told she told the the lady that was helping us, you know, they came out the iPad or the iPhone and they go, all right, here's the order, sign this, blah. So they gave her the 10% and they were arguing with her on the 30%. And the girl's like, I don't, she's like, I don't think you get a 30% discount. And she said, no, I'm telling you, the guy when I first came showed me that there's a 30% discount in the article. And so they, like, she was like, I don't think so. And she was like, just, she's like, can you get your manager? The manager comes over, explains the same story to the manager about the 30% discount in the article. And the, guy, and the guy goes, hey, I've, I've worked in Apple for three years. I'm telling you, there's no 30% discount on the Apple product. And so what ended up happening was, like, he wasn't going to give it to her. And she's like, she's like, I'm telling you, the guy at the register showed me the article for 30% um, for whatever reason. And then he's like, all right. He's like, I'm telling you, I've been here for three years. I haven't seen that before. He's like, but I'll do you the favor, and I'll go and check the article in the back. And so we're, we're, I think we were there for like 20, 25 minutes. So he goes in the back and checks the article for like 15 minutes and comes back or the lady comes back. He didn't even come back. I think he was pissed. She came back and she's like, we actually found the article that you were talking about. We gave you the 30%. So the, the whole point of the story is basically like she kept persisting and she wasn't even sure, but she just kept persisting. And, um, and she was consistent with the 30% part. And they gave her the 30%. So I just thought it was really funny because the whole like the whole entire store is telling her, no, there's no such thing as a 30% on top of the 10% in the article. And she kept going and going and going. And because um, I, I didn't know anything about any articles. I don't work for Apple or anything like that. She does. But so, she, and the funny thing too is like during the whole thing, she started trying to call like, she, she's gone like her own place for the Apple care. And she's like, Hey, like, make sure you look up this article because if they bluff me or whatever, it was just really funny. But they ended up giving it to her, like, which the, they fought her. Even the one guy that was like a manager there, he's like, I was, I've been a manager here for three years and I've never, ever heard of a 30% discount in the, in any article in the book. And then it was funny cause they came back and they're like, yeah, we found it and we gave it to you. And I was just like, and we left and I was just like, how funny is that? Like, that's what I've been trying to tell people is like, you got to be consistent because if they would have came to you the first time, I think her bill was like six, it, 
I mean, like she'll pay a lot of money. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. She, it was like six eighty or something at first, and then it, and then with the thirty percent, it came down to like five something, like five forty. But I mean, she saved like a lot of money because I, it was it was a big purchase. So the thirty percent probably helped her, and then the ten percent was like an extra like ten, so that's forty percent. So she say, you know, she she def she definitely saved a lot of money with the thirty percent. But um, I was trying to like I was telling her when we were leaving. Um, that was that was why I, you know, I'm really strong on the consistent part, and like not and holding your ground and like that's why I did that one topic with consistency. Because what ends up happening is, is most people don't really know what they're talking about. Most people just assume, and they, and those two people completely assume that there's no 30% in the article. And that's what I was trying to tell her was, if you didn't stand your ground, you could have easily, the first time when she told you, hey, we're only giving you the 10%, you could have walked away and paid like $600 for your repair. But what happened was you knew in the back of your mind that there was a 30% uh, in the article for employees. And so you pushed her to go get the manager. Then the second time the manager came and, and you easily could have just taken the word of the manager, the person that's supposed to know more than the employees that actually physically work there. You could have easily, easily taken the manager's advice and you could have easily walked, walked away. And just and just sign sign the you know sign the paper and paid six hundred dollars basically for your repair and not get that thirty percent. And I was like, the funny thing is, you you were so consistent that they were like, fuck, like I got we got to go look at the article because like if I don't look at the article and it's there, like it's going to be an issue. So then they looked at the article and they came back and told her that she was right. And most people most people would have, after like either the first attempt, definitely the second attempt, would not have persisted. Or, or been consistent with it and they would have walked away and they would have just paid the $600 and they would have walked and they would have missed out on 30% off on that purchase. So the, the moral of the story is be consistent. Um, no matter what it is. So like if it's something, you know, and it, it might be something that you're not even really sure about, but like you're pretty sure. And it might even be like an industry it might be something at school. It might be something at your job and like everyone around you is telling you something completely different, but you know, it's a certain way. Uh, it happens every single day, all the time, 24 seven, people will do that to you. People will be, you know, and the worst part is like some of these people are very convincing. So like you, you tell yourself like, Oh shit. Like the one, the one guy said like three years, I'm like, Oh, like, and we joked about it when he went back to go check the articles. I'm like, oh, man, he works here three years, and you're battling him for the 30%. And he said within his three years, he's never seen that in his entire life. So I was like, you know, the, the odds are stacked against you. And then it was funny because she won. So, you know, even myself, like, because I, I know nothing about Apple. So, like, you know, I was, I was just sitting there letting her do her own thing. But if I knew a little bit, maybe I would have I would have done done it done a little fast done deal move but uh but the 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 fact of the matter is like i i just you know she did everything like she worked the deal out that's technically a deal right there she's trying to make a deal with apple and that's the funniest part was like she won on the negotiation of the deal and uh and and the funny thing was like she wasn't even that sure but she just knew like she just knew so she kept pushing and pushing and pushing and then she got it um so that was something that was like, I'm like, I got to put that in the live stream. Cause that was just like, that was just crazy. That was just too funny, too crazy. 
and too spontaneous in the moment of like trying to get that that done. And uh, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that at all. But it was funny because she was like, "They better give me the thirty <laughs> percent and all this stuff." And like, it was just great. It was it was a good time. Um, like uh, just with that uh, with that issue. But I'm like, I gotta put that on the live stream. Because people are gonna, you know, it's gonna, it's definitely gonna help people that come across this and and go, all right, consistency. Um, I think that's I think that's it for that topic. We'll move on to the second one. I was just that one thing that I really wanted to talk about because. It was, it was just like, it was perfect. It was like the perfect scenario. And if you guys, if anyone knows, um, Ashma, Ashma is not the type of person. Like when I first met Ashma, Ashma would not have, um, have done that. Ashma would have easily backed down and said, you know what, screw it. It's not worth it. And, um, I think because like she, she spent like time around me and like how I function and how I work and, and my mind and, um, like she watches the pot, like she watches these live streams, I think once in a while, but, um, I'm sure that's what kind of sparked her to be like, I know it's 30%. I'm going for it. But, um, all right. So that's consistent. That's consistent. Uh, now we're going to talk about having connection with your bank. And this one, this one will be pretty good because, uh, I, it was, this happened to me today. So, um, I have, this is something that I realized very, very early that a lot of people do not do. So a lot of people don't have a connection with the bank. Now, I don't mean that you have a bank account with the bank. I don't mean that you have a savings account with the bank. What I'm talking about is physically going into the bank and talking to a bank teller about issues that you're having financially, and then you're trying to work with your bank to get those issues solved. And uh, maybe you need a loan. And the people that really get the loans are the ones that have the connections with the banks, and they pay on time and stuff like that. So having the bank connection could mean a lot of different things, but mostly what I'm going to be talking about is physically going into the bank, sitting down with a, a one, a face, a one-on-one -on -one face react, um, like a face sit down. So like this right now, even though you're on a computer screen, it's like a one-on-one, -on -one, uh, face thing, like a one-on-one -on -one. and sitting down in front of a person and like actually talking about whatever you need. So if you need a loan, you need to, you need help with your credit, you need, um, you need, you know, money. Most of the time you go to a bank, you need money. So that's, that's the honest truth. Just maybe credit, but they're not going to really do too much for your credit, but, um, they might help you. They might be like, all right, here's your problem with us. Like you're, you're overspending. You have, uh, too much hard inquires, you know, all that stuff. They'll go through the stuff and they'll be like, this is what you should do. Like if I was in your shoes, I'd do this. That's why I like going to a bank because I'll, I'll be able to sit with a person that, you know, has been around for a couple of years. And they'll see like, all right, this person's come in and this person did this wrong or this person came in and did this wrong. And then they'll physically see things. They'll have a little bit more experience in the field. And I can, I can, you know, that's the perfect time to pitch questions. Like, and I learned that too, at the question part was like school. Like if you ever had an issue, you never sat down and didn't raise your hand. You always, I always would raise my hand and state my question. No matter if I, it, no matter if I thought other people were going to think it's the dumbest question in the world. I needed, it was for me, I needed to get on the same page to clarify things. Because in my mind, I'm very visual. So that's what, and I always tell people that when I sit down, I'm like, I'm very visual. So like, I, I understand like this part that you're talking about. I'm just confused on this area. And then, you know, that's why I like going to the banks too, because they'll clarify things. They're not going to, they don't really, they don't bullshit you. Like they kind of, you're kind of on the spot with them. So, you know, you show them their issue and then they're like, all right, Here's what we can do. Here's the resources. Here's this. Now, 
the other reason you want to go to a bank or uh, have a connection with your bank is they have a lot of resources depending on the bank that you're with. Now, most people with their personal, um, their personal like finances go to like a big bank. They don't go to like a small credit union. Um, they go, they go to a big bank and there's massive resources there. They're constantly growing their resources. Uh, every single, you know, they're, they're constantly changing things. That's the other thing too, is like, you want to be caught up and up to date on like what you can get from them, what you qualify for. Um, there's a lot of different elements that involve having a connection with your bank. If you want to buy a house one day, uh, the best way to get a mortgage is probably from a bank. And if you don't have the connection with the bank, they're probably just going to deny you. So, you know, another big part of that is credit too, but you want to have the connection with the bank. Now, what I did today is I, I had a uh, business account with a small bank, which is, I think it was Bright Star Credit Union. And it wasn't, it sucked. <laughs> I listened to my cousin, hopefully my cousin doesn't come on here. But I listened to my cousin and he's like, it's easier to get loans from a, a small bank, which probably is true. My problem was they're really slow. They had no resources for me um, as a small business. And then, you know, the customer service there sucked. And I think it was because it's a small bank. So they don't have, they hire, they, you know, they hire like a limited amount of people. So there's one or two people up at the desk and then they're really slow. I think I, I had simple things to do. Like, all right, I want to cash this check into this account or I want to uh, put money into this account or I just want to do, you know, like a small transaction or something. And it would take, I'd, I'd go there and I'd go on lunch because the, the bank was right across the street from my uh, from part-time marketing job um, over at Broward College. So I, I'd just go over there during lunch and I'd be there for like an hour, hour and a half trying to wait for, uh, you know, trying to get to that, that point where I would just, you know, do the easy transaction or the withdrawal or, you know, the, the simple thing that if I went to my bank, Wells Fargo would be done instantly. And the, the worst part too with them was customer service on the phone. So you would be on the phone for about three, maybe four hours just to do something simple. Like, you know, I, I forgot my pin. So how do I reset this? Or, um, which probably sounds stupid to you, but the thing is like when, when you have two separate banks, one's business and one's uh, personal, if th things get mixed up. So it's really hard to uh, remember all the information from the two different banks. That was another thing that I had too that I didn't think about was I'm going to have two different banks and it's going to be really hard. Like if I want to transfer money from my personal into the business and that sucked too, because if I wanted to take money from uh, Wells Fargo and my personal account and transfer it to the business account all the way to Bright Star Credit Union, it took about three to five days for the money to be transferred. So if I needed something instantly, I was screwed. Like it, it was like three to five days before it even reached into the account. So things were delayed really bad. And then I had, uh, I was trying to like uh, tax, um, like a tax accountant type software into Bright Star Credit Union and was on the phone with them for uh, like three hours and going back and forth between the tax um the tax software and, and them. And I was just like, this is, this is bull like, you know, this is BS. Like this isn't, this isn't worth it. Like I'm, I'm spending more time uh, trying to figure, you know, get things like completed through a business account than it was even worth. So then what happened was the reason I switched to Wells Fargo really was I went to um, Shana. There's a lady at my branch in Wells Fargo named Shana. Now I went there to talk about, 
Um, I forgot what I was originally going there. I think I was talking about personal credit. She gave me a call and she was talking about my credit and she was like, you know, you you still have a good score, but you have, um, you have like X, Y, and Z that you should really try to fix. Cause like I, I had a, a lot of like debt on my credit cards. So like my utilization from the cards, like you're only, and this is something I didn't know until I walked into a bank, by the way, you're only supposed to have 30% of your um your credit line used so if you're above 30 percent like you get killed in the credit score which i didn't i didn't really know that so like they, they she told me like you really want to get your credit when you go on like credit karma or any any part that reports your credit you want it to be like 30 percent credit credit utilization or like i think that's what it's called it's credit i know it's the utilization part but i don't know if it's called credit util, uh, utilization big ass word but um so I, I knew that only from walking into a bank. I never knew it was 30%. I knew like I wasn't supposed to hit the limit, but I never knew it was supposed to be like that low. Like that's not a, that's not a lot unless you have a huge credit line. Um, most people probably have maybe $1,000, maybe a 1500 on like a credit uh, limit on a card. So that's not a lot. Like you're talking about maybe like five $400. It may be um, depending on the limit. And uh, I, I never knew that. So like when I went into the bank and she started talking to me about that, I'm like, wow, that's so interesting because no one, no one tells you this and your credit is the most important aspect for anything. Uh, especially if you don't have cash. Like if you're, if you're someone starting off like a college student or you're, you know, most people like, by the way, don't even have money. Like most people live paycheck to paycheck. So most people need like that extra like credit card or that extra loan of some sort. Um, so especially if you're going to buy a house, anything like you want to go buy a boat. I don't know why you want to go buy a boat if you're kind of broke, but you know, you could, but you need a loan probably to go buy, uh, buy that boat. So anyways, so credit is really, really important. It's probably the most important thing, but no one ever talks to you about how to use a credit card, what the rules are, how do you get great credit? How do you build credit history? How do you do this? No one ever teaches you that. So I made it my mission to go and research a lot of things online so when I went to a bank, I kind of understood what they were saying. Cause even if you don't know anything and you're like, all right, now I'm going to go, I'm going to listen to Tyler and I'm going to go and get, um, I'm going to have more relationship at a bank. They're going to start talking about different things and you're going to have no idea what they're saying. And that, that was why I'm like, all right, it's really important for me to know like how to use a, how to use credit, how to not over leverage, how to like, you know, use the leverage, but not over leverage. Um, what, you know, what the rules are. And so when I went there, I talked originally to this lady, Shana, went through all my personal credit, uh, gave me like some handouts and stuff, which actually helped me um, understand like where the credit history and the lines are coming from. And like, you know, what's thir like certain, I think it's 30, 30% of it's like your history. Uh, I have the papers from around here, but it's like 30% or 35% is like the history no, I'm sorry. 30% I think is the history. 35% is payment on time. Um, and then the other, and then it's like other different little things. So then there's like 15% is like different credit, like what lines of credit you're taking out. Um, there's a bunch of different things. I don't remember all of it, but just the, the most important part is always pay, always pay your bills on time. So that's the one, one of the most important things. And that's how you build the, the perfect history of credit. Um, and try not to take out too much debt. That, that's the hard part. Um, so anyways, went to her, she talked about that. Uh, what ended up happening was I talked to her about 
um, my business and I'm like, you know, I have this business, done deal investments. And I'm like, I really wanted to come in here to talk to you guys about that a little bit, even though I wanted to really talk about the personal credit. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about business credit. Cause I'm like, I, like I've read something where it takes this long to go and do it this way, where it's not too hard. And she was talking to me about a secured card. Now the secured card is you put money down. I think the minimum was like $500 and they'll give you a credit card, um, with that $500 limit and you just make small purchases and you pay it off. And then if you do it consistently, they said it takes up to like six months to start building like credit. Um, so that's a faster way of doing it rather than what I was going to do. I was going to like try to go around things without using like personal credit and like all this other stuff. So, uh, now what the, the main goal is, is you want to build business credits. So you can get your personal credit completely away from the business and then it's, it's separate. So God forbid something happens, you know, you're not putting all this debt on your personal and it's affecting you from living and doing other stuff. Uh, you're just using all your business stuff towards the business and all your personal stuff to your personal credit. And that's really what I'm trying to do because right now I'm, I've been forced to put a little bit of different types of debt uh, for done deal investments on my personal because I don't have any credit built on the, on the done deal investments uh, assets part and stuff. So I don't have, you know, I don't have a lot of resources on, on that end because I don't have history or credit history with done deal investments. It's very, it's a very new business and um, I, it's really hard to establish credit without going through like some other source, like, like the secured card, which I didn't even know existed for that. Uh, I thought I had to do it this way or I had to like use personal or whatever. But so that's, that's when she, you know, she informed me, I came into the bank one day. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to come to the bank and I'm going to talk about the business of it or whatever, tra or transferring the business. And I went in there and that's when I met uh, Chelsea. Now, Chelsea, I'm assuming they have different people. So Shana was probably more for credit and like small loans or whatever. Uh, Chelsea, I'm pretty sure was probably for, she just, uh, she handles all the business stuff. So like anything related to business accounts, um, credit for business, credit cards, anything related to business like she handles. So I went in there and did that with her. Um, I had to go there maybe two to three times for different reasons. And what ended up happening was um, um, we ran my personal credit there. And the thing that she was telling me was, which I didn't know this either. This is something that's probably really important that I should actually uh, tell you. But she said, because I, I thought what happens is if you do too much loans and you try to qualify for too much stuff, you get hard inquires or soft inquires. And you want to be careful how many of those you get. And the only way you can get rid of those is either trying to like go to like the credit bureau and get them, which is hard or, um, just time just over time. They'll just, they'll, they'll disappear because like your, your history is improving. So I, I told her, I'm like, I don't want to do like three different things because she talked to me about running my personal credit to see if maybe I would get approved for like a, a limit and I wouldn't have to put the 500 down for the secured. And then if I did, then we would have to go and try to run for the secured card. And um, plus, um, we talked about doing like a personal, it was like a personal loan. So this way I could take some of my personal debt and put it into one spot and pay that down. And uh, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't kill me too much because then it's like, I got to go to three different cards, do all that stuff. So the tricky part with that, by the way, is you can't use the cards. So you got to try to pay the, pay the, um, 
the debt down, but on the same time, not really put debt on the, the cards that you just cleaned off. Is that, that's what probably most people do is they probably put more debt on the cards cause they're paying out loan off now. Um, so my plan with that, by the way, is just to take the credit cards, put them in a box. I told, and she laughed at me too for this. I was like, I'm just going to take all, all three credit cards and throw them or maybe take one card and put it in my wallet, but take the other two credit cards, throw it in a box and stuff it in my closet. And, uh, the, the reason for that is because like, there, there's a saying out of sight, out of, or out of sight, out of mind. Meaning like if, if, if someone came up to me and they're like, Hey, I need $500. And I'm like, shit, I don't have $500, but I have $500 on my credit that I can use like on my limit. You know, you're more obligated to swipe the card and put the $500 on your credit card. So if I don't have the cards, I can't use them. I, then I'm forced to tell them, Hey, I don't have the cards. I can't do that. Uh, so that's one rule of discipline is like, if you don't want something to leave, it's almost like cash. Like if I have cash on me, I'm most likely probably going to spend the cash. But if I put it into a bank account or I put it and store it in my room or something, like I physically don't have the cash on hand. So I'm probably not going to spend the cash. So that, that, that's, that's been my best way of doing like discipline with money. Now, uh, to get back to the story was, uh, she told me, now this is the important part. She told me that once you open your credit, so like we wanted to apply through my personal credit, uh, credit uh, history and, and score uh, to get like a credit card for the business. She's like, once we open that, it's open for 30 days and you can just keep doing different things within that 30 days and they won't hit you with hard inquiries or anything like that. So I'm like, oh, that's, that's great. So that's why we did the personal um, one first to open the credit that's going to hit me with a hard inquire, but that's only one. Then, you know, I didn't, I didn't get it. I had too much, I think too much utilization. She said I had like a little bit too much debt and that's why it didn't go through. She's like, yeah, you had a great score. And my score was like seven, I think it was like seven nineteen or something like that. Or I think it was like seven nineteen. but I think on the actual hard paper, like on credit karma, I think it's like six, seven nineteen, And then on the paper, I think it's about like six ninety seven or something like that. Cause they, it goes into deep, you know, the paper that they get is in deep detail of like depth in your history. So it, it, it becomes a little bit less than credit union or whatever. But what ended up happening was I didn't get that. So then I had to come back today. And today is when I applied for the secured card. Now how the secured card works, which I didn't know this. So this is why I'm, you know, if someone comes across they have a business, maybe they're trying to establish credit and they, they don't have any history and they're trying to do it. I'm pretty sure this will work for your personal credit too if you needed to and you had some money on the side that you could use. Um, they told me that 500 is the, the minimum you, you, you have to use. And from there, from there, what's going to happen is um, you put the 500 minimum, you get approved. Sorry, everyone's texting me on one, so you're going to hear that, but I need to keep the thing open. Um, so you put 500 minimum. And then what you do is then you get approved for the card. They use the 500 as your limit and they'll give you the 500 back, but they use it just in case. Like let's say you use $500 in your limit and then you don't pay it back. They keep your 500. So it's, that's why they call it a secured card because it's, it's securing them safety that if you don't pay them back, they have your money. So you're going to, you're going to want to pay them back to get the $500 back. So, um, so she told me like, you know, after like six months, once you get like established credit or whatever, and they'll keep reviewing your account. Once you get to a certain point where they can go, they can trust you enough with the business card, 
they'll or the business credit card they'll give you back your 500 and she's like that just depends on like you know it just depends on them like i can't tell you exactly the date but so then you do that you get the card you use it and you try to keep it under like 30 percent, which is probably like nothing it's probably like 50 70 probably like 100 dollars max you're trying to keep on there and just pay it off pay it off pay it off pay it off so um what was i gonna say so that's that so we did that and it didn't hurt my credit because the credit lines open for 30 days and then she was talking to me like once we did that um she was like you know since since you since you told me that you really like having all your finances in one place it's easier to manage because that's what i was telling i was like it's so easy she was like all right like take the five hundred dollars from whatever account you want out of your personal um and then put it into the business account and i was like all right two seconds went from my personal with wells fargo and transferred it into the business section it's all in one place on the on the app so i was like wow it's so easy like it was like that instant and i was like it's so easy like i'm actually kind of glad you know i haven't really even used anything with them yet but i'm like i'm just glad that it's all in one place it's easy access between the money and the cash and all that stuff and um I was like, wow, it's great. So she was like, yeah. And then she's like, but she's like, if you're, if you're interested, she's like, you could do a personal credit, uh, credit loan, which means like I go and I apply for, uh, I think my debt, I think we added the debt up and then the debt was almost like seven grand. So we're at six, six, nine, like, yeah, probably like, I think it was like 6,900, probably like close to like six, uh, yeah, probably like almost seven grand. So she was like, you know, you're coming up to that. And she's like, that's going to keep you. First of all, you're going to be paying a lot of interest because from both sides. Second of all, she's like, you're going to have, um, what's the other thing? She's like, you're going to have, it's going to affect your credit because there's too many lines of credit that you're using with debt. So she's like, what we can do is like, we'll apply for the loan. And she's like, they'll just give you the cash. You pay off the cards with the money they give you in your accounts. And then that's now, now we're back to square one with the cards where I'm like, now I'm going to put the cards in the box. So and keep one just in case, like God forbid emergency, like I might need new tires and maybe I won't have the money. So I'll just use like, you know, 400 bucks on a card and I'll pay off the, the difference on the, on, on the, the little car that gives me the less interest, which I already know which one it is. So we'll do that. But so she was telling me like, you know, you do that and it'll be easier. So we applied. I think I already got accepted. I money's going to go in tomorrow and then I got to pay the cards off and there's a loan. But the thing with the loan is now I can control the payment. So we had to pick a year. I think I, I think I did four years for one, 197. Yeah, it's four years for 197. Now the goal is to go over the 197. So I told her I was doing about like, I think it was like $200 um, for all the cards together anyway. So the 197 wasn't bad. And the other thing too was um, I'm like, I'm going to try to aim for higher. So if I can do like 225, like I'll do 225. If I can, you know, one day, like, you know, maybe I'll have to do the 200 to hit the 197, but then maybe there's another month where I can do 225. I'll do the 225. The goal is to try to go over what's expected. So that way you pay it off faster than the four years and you'll get less interest. So I, uh, I don't remember the percentage of interest they're charging me, but it's gonna be probably less than all the cards added together because I'm getting hit with three different types of interest. Um, so that's that. That's a personal loan, or personal credit line, or loan, or whatever you wanna call it. It's really a loan. They're giving you money to spot you to pay it off and, and merge it into one area. 
Now, I was I told her I was really skeptical about it for a couple of reasons. One, um, what really has has messed me up with debt is school. The only thing I've ever learned with money in school was stay away from debt. And that was something I had to, you know, I went to like Grant Cardone and Grant Cardone's telling me like, yo, I used massive amounts of debt to get this or to go get this. And what I learned was what they don't tell you this is the trick. The trick is there's good debt and there's bad debt. And that's something that you, you would just have to go research. Like I, I can't spend a lot because like, there's so many different types of loans and so much different debt. Uh, there's different types of debt that you should be doing. Credit card debt's not one. I mean, that's what I have, but I, you know, you got like for business reasons, like you have to use the, the lines and you have to try to use other people's money basically to try to get yourself started. So like that's going to happen. There's nothing I can really do about that. But personal, like if you're using anything like personal credit cards for like your personal self, like food and stuff, that's something you don't want to do. You want to try to use the credit uh, for investments that are going to help you uh, move to the next level. Uh, that that are invest they call them investments, but um, that's something that I had to pick up a book and start reading and read and go look at other people that are using credit to the to the best of their abilities, and uh, that's you know it's gonna take time. Like there's actually a great book I just bought for a couple of people for Christmas, which is um, it's uh, what's it called? Uh, Personal Finance for Dummies 101 or something, and it supposedly goes through everything credit. It goes through credit, it goes through loans, it goes through investments, I think, or maybe a little bit on investments, and uh, just anything related to personal finance, which is big. So how to, how to, uh, how to save more and spend less and like budget and, and, and stuff like that, where it's going to help you with your personal finance. Um, so that's something I, I got a couple people. But uh, what was the other thing? So those are the most important things that I learned with the credit. So I got that. That's going to help me with the, the credit you know, get my credit down or the limits down and, or the debt. And I'll get the personal credit line. So that's for done deal investments. So that'll help me build some uh, business credit. But the whole point of that real quick, we'll wrap up this topic. Cause you know, that one was kind of lengthy. So we'll wrap that one up and we'll talk about done deal investments and then I'll, I'll, I'll get you guys out of here. But, um, so the biggest thing you should take out of this is just go whatever bank you have, Chase, uh, Bank of America, um, TD bank, I think is a pretty good one. Uh, Wells Fargo, which, you know, well, you know, the, and the, and the thing is like, people might be like, Oh, like Wells Fargo's in scams or whatever. I, like I hate to break it to you, but almost every single bank's in a scam. It's just because they're trying to, they're, they're using debt basically to, to get more money. Um, and they're using like your money instantly, spontaneously, bam. Once you put money, once you put money into your personal account, you get a, uh, you know, you get a check or you get a direct deposit that money's already gone. So they're, they're, they're using it. They're using, they're basically just using debt to make more money and multiply more money on debt. But the, the factor is go have a connection with your bank. doesn't matter if it's a small bank, doesn't matter if it's a large bank, just go try to go and meet the people in your bank, try to form relations or relationships and try to just go in there and ask questions and uh, start thinking about like, you know, your, it's your money, it's your life you should want to have a, a, a personal connection with the people that are using your money. That's really what it comes down to. If you trust them enough to put your money into that bank, you should be able to trust the people that work there and you should be able to start forming some connections. And that's what you really should be starting to, to tell yourself is I need to go have a connection where my money is because it's your money and you want it now. That's a, that's a J, J, J G Wetworth, I think commercial. 
All right. So, uh, what do you call it? Uh, all right. So now, so that's having a connection with your bank. Now what we're going to do is we're going to do uh done deal investments, LLC, explain what that is. And then, um, we'll probably, we'll end it. So for anyone that doesn't know, my name's Tyler Dunn with done deal investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. Now how this business works, which by the way, uh, the website I think is live. So I'll do a review on that and I'll put, I'll start putting the links up, but you guys can go check that out. But so how done deal investment works is we take a distressed seller, someone that is in a financial situation that needs extra help to get out of it. Um, and then we take an investor and we put, and that's the deal. So that's where the, that's why it's called done deal. Cause we're putting a deal together. And um, that's why it's also the slogan is where the deal is already done. Now how this works is let's say you're the seller. We help people with liens, uh, pre foreclosure, job transfers, divorce, you want to get rid of the house really fast. Um, and you inherited a house. So let's say a loved one passed away and you just got this house. You're like, all right, I don't know what to do with this. And like, all right, I got to get rid of it. And, and by the way, with the inherited houses, most of the time it's from an, it's from like an elderly person and it might be like a grandma, grandfather, uh, someone that's, that probably wasn't in the best condition to probably like, you know, really clean the house, keep, keep, uh, keep tabs on the house. And that's where you get like the mold and the bad roofs and, and things where if you went on to the MLS and went through a realtor agent or a real estate agent, it wouldn't sell fast. It, it, like it would take you a long time and uh, you'd probably get frustrated and waste a lot of time and money and effort trying to get rid of the house where we would just take it and just give it to an investor. So that's something to keep in mind with like inherited houses. It's very rare. doesn't happen a lot. Uh, the most common ones are probably like a job transfer and um, like a divorce, like I think right now we're almost at like a 50-50, uh, I think it's like 48 or something like chance of like divorce rate or something like that. But so it's probably most like the, most likely that or like maybe that you just didn't really take care of the house and um, you're about to hit pre-foreclosure or a lien. Liens are very common, by the way, and pre-foreclosure is actually a lot more common than probably people really think. But uh, so that's those, those are the topics. Now, how this works is like, Likes. How this works is we would somehow like, let's say you're, you're the seller and, and you have a financial situation you need to get out of. I would then have to contact you. We would have to somehow come into contact. So I prefer a phone just because it's easy, fast. We'll get, you know, we'll get straight to the point. We'll get, you know, get you to where you need, like you'll get me informed where you need to be. So if you have a lien, you can tell me about the lien you know, the damage that's on your property, what, you know, we'll get through the questions fast, way faster, very clean, easy. You could text me, you can send me an email, you can uh, go onto the social medias and uh, just send me a direct, you know, like a direct message on those or even in a comment and I'll just put us in a direct chat and we can talk. Uh, what else? You can go on the, I'm pretty sure you can go on the um, website now. And uh, you can send me, you know, there's forms on there. Where you can send me all the information that you have and I'll contact you. Now, if you're, I'll go through all the stuff real quick. So if you're, if you're trying to call me, my number is 954-857-6450. If you're trying to email, it's investments at outlook.com and socials are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, almost on YouTube. Uh, and then if you're trying to go on my website and you want to get more information and just look at the website, it's done, it's www.donedealinvestment.com. 
Um, all right, so that's that. So that's how you can communicate with me, all right? Now, from there, once we get into the communications, I understand your, your uh, financial situation. Let me go into step two. So these are the three steps, by the way, to, that I call to financial freedom. So step two now would be we set up a date. I come to your property. I take a look. You know, you can ask me any questions you have. Uh, you're probably going to have questions. It's, it's, uh, it's a business that not a lot of people know about, and it's a business where it's it's complicated at first until you understand the basics and then it becomes very easy and like very easy to understand how it works. But at first you're kind of like, all right, how do I get the cash? How do I do this? Um, how, how do you figure out the financial situation of the house? How do you, you know, all the, all the stuff that's normal. Like it's it, the normal questions. So from there you can ask many questions in person. I'll have a sheet, which I'll go around the house and I'll be able to go, all right, we have a broken window. We have to fix this roof. Uh, we have mold. Any, you know, any situation where I have to inform the investor on and it's going to give me on the paper an estimate cost of what it's going to take to fix that, that uh, item that's broken or something that we have to repair. Uh, now, the other thing too is I'm going to take five pictures inside and five pictures outside. The reason for that is when I go to the investor and I give him the estimate cost of like what the house is worth in mint condition and, and what we have to fix on the property, I also want to give him pictures to look at the property. Um, so that's that. So after that, that's the second step. Now the third step is now I go, I go home and I do research on, on the house in the neighborhood. So what I'm trying to look for is I'm going to run comps and this is where I'm going to get the average price of your property. So I got to do three, three houses that are, are similar to years that I've sold in the last month, maybe the last like six months if I have to. And I'm trying to find three closest houses that, that fit years. And then I come up with the average price. Now the average price from there gets deducted from the cost of uh, what's wrong with your property. That's the price we're going to negotiate on after the repairs off that average price. Now, once we come to an agreement on the, on the terms, policies, and the price that you're going to receive, then we go into a contract. So then we'll have a contract that you'll sign. I'll sign there too. Then I'll find the investor when we're doing all this stuff. And when I find the investor, then we're going to put, you know, he's going to sign the contract too. Now, what's going to happen is now the, the investor is going to take ownership of the property. We're going to pay you cash that we negotiated and agreed upon. And then um, you're going to walk away scot-free and you can use that cash to then go get another property and get out of the financial situation and go get another property that will fit your budget. Now, how everyone benefits is obviously you walk away with the cash. You get out of your financial situation. It doesn't affect your credit. It doesn't affect anything on, on your part. The investor benefits because now he's going to put some capital into um, the items that we listed that were wrong with the house. He's going to try to sell it on the market for full value, for mint condition, after he repairs all the, all the costs of the, uh, of the repairs. Then what's going to happen is done deals is going gonna, is gonna to be um, rewarded from the investor. This is the cool part too, which – most people, you know, if you went through a real estate agent, you're going to pay that real estate agent a hefty fee on top of the sale. Well, you're not going to pay me any money. The investor is going to pay me, um, the investor is going to pay me a percentage of a commission off of it, off of a finder's fee. So I'm going to make money off the investor and that way you guys don't have to pay me and it's not, you guys don't have to worry about that. Like I do all the legwork, I do everything and then the investor pays me and, and you guys get what we negotiated on. So that's, that's everything with Dundee Investments LLC.
Um, that's the, the gist of it. Now, what I really want to do is start adding things onto it once I get things going. And uh, I want to do like uh, inspections or maybe get like a real estate team on. I want to get, uh, there's a bunch of different things I want to add on to this. But the, the main thing right now is just doing a lot of deals and getting done deal investments, uh, the capital and everything up. So then I can start getting it to where I need it to be. So that way I can help more people throughout the process. Now, um, what else? I think that's basically it. I, I just wanted to do the, I don't really have any updates really for done deal investments, but the site is live by the way. So once, um, next, oh, I'm going to do like a YouTube video on the site. So that way we go through it. I can go into detail about it, uh, and send that to people too. And, uh, starting next episode. So episode 45, I'm going to put the, the website link on the bottom. So then we'll start doing that. So, all right, guys, so that's basically everything. I went over the two subjects, being consistent, having a connection with your bank, done deal investments, and world ventures. Now, if you guys want to meet up, you guys want to – right now I have two weeks off. Um, my schedule's a little, you know, a lot more flexible now, um, and I'm constantly trying to fill in the, you know, fill in the stuff up there. Uh, so if you want to meet up, talk about world ventures, done deal investments, uh, if you just want to, you know, just have a conversation, meet a new, new face, reach out to me. And I'll see you guys soon. See you guys next Monday and have a great rest of your, uh, your week. Peace.